experience his love. Not just again, I know about it intellectually or, oh, I got him in my heart. I need you to experience, you need to experience, you need to feel God. Hello everyone, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud and I thank you so much for joining me for another broadcast right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, today we're going to start a completely new series. This series is entitled, The L Word. We're going to talk about love, the love of God that flows through Jesus Christ for you and I. This is the series that we are currently doing on Wednesday night, and it is wonderful. We're learning about God's love, but not just about it. We're learning how to operate in it because it's God's plan to so fill you with his love that you become contagious that others around you experience his love and kindness, his tender mercy. And let me tell you, once you are filled with the love of God, anything is possible. So I can't wait for you to hear the entire series. Now this series is ongoing, so this is part number one. Now before we get into the message, don't forget to go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear this series and so many more. And for those of you that have a Roku device, make sure you search for our channel, Kingdom Rock TV. And don't forget about the podcast that's available on iTunes and on Google Play. Make sure you search for it, Kingdom Rock Radio. We are right there and you can get the message weekly. All right, without any further ado, here comes part number one of the series entitled The L Word love right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, thank you uh, once again for being here with us for our Wednesday night, uh, the Learning Center, formerly known, I still kind of call it the Wednesday night, the hour power, but uh, it is the Learning Center here on Wednesday night. And we thank you online community, wherever you are all around the world for watching this tonight. I believe that you'll be richly blessed by the word of God as we dive into it. Now, I want to remind all of you, as we said on Sunday morning, uh, remember, every time you hear the word of God, it is an opportunity for change. It is an opportunity for change. As we said on Sunday, uh, you will become what you behold or what you see. The Bible may, made it out very plainly that when, we, when, when Jesus appears, we will be like him. That is when he is made manifest and Jesus is the word of God. When the word of God is made manifest, when, when the word is clearly seen, when it is understood, then we are transformed into what we have seen. We are transformed into the word that we have seen. We are transformed. And so when we're studying on healing, we should see healing begin to manifest. We study on uh, financial things. We should see financial things begin to manifest. But here's the thing. For a good study, for um, the best seed, so to speak, you have to follow the farmer, have to follow the husbandman, so to speak. The father said, Jesus said, the father is the husbandman and he is the vine and we are the branches. In other words, it's the father that determines what seed goes into the ground. It's the father that determines what seed goes into the ground. So when you are praying and when you're getting in the word of God, ask him what you should study. What should I study? Because he knows what fruit you'll need to eat tomorrow. 
or need to eat in the following season when harvest time comes up. If you need to eat uh, some love seed, so to speak, or love, love uh, fruit, well, he'll tell you to study on love over here so that it will manifest over there. If you need financial things, well, then he'll say, well, study this over here. Get this seed in your heart and let it grow in your heart because over here you're going to need this over there. So the father knows what you need. So I would tell you, just don't go and, and pick something. Ask him, what do you want me to study? And remember, when you get in the word of God, the word of God is as, is as a seed and your heart is as a garden. And the word, that seed goes into the good fertile ground of your heart and it will produce. So again, I ask you, ask the father, what should I study? What seed do I need to plant in my heart? Because the Lord knows what's going to happen in the seasons that are ahead of you. Does that make sense? So I pray you hear the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Tonight we're going to just uh, really just continue to walk in the same sort of ground that we walked in on yesterday at the food bank. Oh my Lord. Uh, the Lord so impressed upon me just to stay in this same word. So we're going to be um, ministering it here uh, tonight as well and going a little bit more in depth. And I pray that we'll just stay in this. We'll, we'll continue to sow the seed into the rich, uh, fertile ground of your hearts until we see manifestation. If the manifestation occurs three weeks from now or three months from now, however long it takes, I pray for the enduring power of the Spirit of God that we would stay in the same place until manifestation occurs. Amen? All right, so tonight we want to continue in the subject uh, entitled The L Word. The L Word. The L Word. And what's that L Word, of course? It's love. We're going to be talking about love. And so again, I want to stay in this message until the Lord says, all right, you're done. It's time to move on and plant something else. All right. So look at it as a seed. You hearing John? You hearing that online community? Look at that as a seed. Look at the word as a seed that is going into your heart. So uh, just touch your heart and say, Lord, um, uh, calls my heart to receive the seed of your word. Lord calls my heart to receive the seed of your word. Amen. All right. So let's uh, talk about love. And first of all, let's also understand it. We're going to talk about understanding what love is. Uh, a love is several things. And we'll go over a few of those tonight. But the first of all, I want you to know that love is a foundational truth in the kingdom of God. Love is a foundational truth in God's kingdom. It is foundational. Uh, that means you really can't go anywhere else until you get this love thing correct. As a matter of fact, I believe we will discover in weeks to come that really your faith won't even work without love because faith works by love. And uh, you'll find it a lot easier and a lot smoother to be led of the spirit when you are led by love. Remember, Jesus was moved with compassion moved with compassion. That is the love of God that was in him. And we'll see this as well. The love of God in Christ compelled him, compelled him. He was compelled by love. And we know that it was not the nails that held Jesus on the cross. It was actually the love of God that held him there until he died. Then of course, the love of God raised him up um, the third day. So let's talk a little bit about this, how love is the foundation of the kingdom. Now, let me show you a few pictures here. 
first of all, when you come into relationship with Christ, uh, the Holy Spirit begins to dig on the inside. He begins to dig. And you say, wow, my life seems it was a mess before, but boy, I seem to be, it seems to be an even bigger mess now as the Lord begins to dig deep and he's digging out foundations. And really, if you allow the Holy Spirit to do his work, you'll find that he is really ministering to your soul, ministering to the soulish part of you. Remember, you are a spirit and you live in a body, and you, but you possess a soul, or should I say, and you possess a soul. Your spirit is what God transformed, which looks exactly like him. It looks like Christ, your spirit man. It's been made perfect. Our bodies are what we're living in now. This body will be, his body will uh, fade away. Of course, we'll get a new glorified body when the Lord Jesus Christ comes. Amen. We get a brand new body. This thing is going to go away, but we have to really treat this body wisely because it's the only one that you're going to get while you're down here. I can't get no talking here. Are you hearing? So we have to learn to treat the body wisely. Father, give us strength in Jesus name. So we're working on the body and we also have to work on the soul. Now your soul is extremely important because your soul is the seat of your emotions, your memories. The soul is the seat of where you make decisions of where you make a decision either, the, either to follow God or not to follow him, your soul. So we can even call this soul training, soul training. Because our soul needs to be excavated. There's so much stuff that we have learned that's been incorrect, that we have thought it's been incorrect. And so the Holy Spirit goes deep down inside of the soulish man, pulling out, pulling out things that we held as true, but actually were not true. And he's digging these things out so that really, so that the truth of it, um, should I say, so that in the end of it, when the Father gives the command, when, this, when you are led of the spirit, your soul does not get in the way and then you're able to do what God called you to do. Many times your soul can get in the way. Let's put it this way. Your mind can get in the way. The Lord says, go say something this one. Lord, I can't do that. That soul. That soul getting in your way. Give this one. Give this one that kind of money. Lord, I need that. That soul getting in the way. Soul thinks about self and it's always self. What they did to me, what they said to me and all this stuff, that soulish man. And that's the thing that really gets in the way. The Bible also calls that flesh as well. It talks about that being flesh and that if you're in the flesh, you can't please God. That is, if you are being ruled by your soul, even ruled by your body, there's no way in the world you're going to please God. So the first thing that happens as we talk about love is that love is a foundational and love is foundation in the kingdom of foundational in the kingdom of God. And it must be embedded deep within you. We must not only know of the, know of the love of God, but we also must experience the love of God. It is so important that, that you not only know about it, but experience it. God wants you to experience his love and dwell in his love. We said uh, even on yesterday that uh, you may know about the president, but do you know him? No, no, no. I may know about being rich and know what it means, but have I experienced great wealth? 
Have I experienced many millions of dollars in my checking account? If I have, I don't remember it, Gladys. I know about it, but have I experienced it? And so you can come uh, from to church week after week and we can do this and we can go to church for years and hear about the love of God, but never truly experience it. And this is what I want to put on your heart tonight. You need to, and I pray that all of us begin to seek to know the love of the father by experience. Not just intellectually, not just in the mind. Oh, I know it does this and I know he does that. No, we need to actually experience it. Are you hearing? Let me give you one other example. You go to the movies and you see some sort of romantic comedy. And I love some romantic comedy sometimes. I do. I have to tell you about some sometimes. But anyway, and I see them folk, they look so in love on the TV. I can see it. But have you ever experienced it? There's a big difference. So what I'm telling you that it's a sad testimony to say you know about it, but you've never experienced it. We must experience the love of God that flows through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Once you begin to experience his love, it's easier to give his love to others. But if you've never truly experienced the love of God, it's going to be difficult, if not impossible, to share his love with someone else. And remember, it's God's plan for you to love yourself and love your neighbor. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Well, it's not his plan for you to love yourself with, the, with a human type of love. You're going to have to love yourself with the love of God. You're going to have to see yourself the way God has seen you and the way he sees you and know that you are worth no, should I say, and begin to know your worth in his sight. All right. So I pray that you will seek the Lord. Just say, Lord, show me your love. Let me experience your love. Enrapture me with your love. Enrapture me with your love. When you begin to desire it, when you begin to desire it, you begin to see it beginning to manifest in your life. I want you all to have a good, a good dream, a good Holy Ghost dream. I want you to be in your prayer closet and just begin to feel the love of God all around you. Feel the love of God. Feel him wrapping his loving arms around you. I want you to experience his love. Experience his love. Not just again, I know about it intellectually or, oh, I got him in my heart. I need you to experience. You need to experience. You need to feel God. He's real. And he desires to fellowship and commune with you. All right, but let's go back to our pictures for a moment. In the beginning, it looks terrible. Lord, we got a big hole in the ground. But then, we, then, then, then the Lord gets in the hole and he begins to minister to you. He begins to work on the foundations as you see these men here in the hole there and, and they're working on the foundation, putting these steel rods in place and pouring the concrete and it's getting better. And then we see a structure begins to build. A structure begins to come up out of the foundation. We, we have walls and it's and now it's looking pretty good. We can begin to see a change in our lives. God is really doing something in us. But the higher you get, you see in this next picture, the higher you get, the more demons that you will attract. You'll see all these birds flying around the top of this thing. The tying flying around them. The higher you get, 
the more you will attract. But don't worry, because it is God's plan that you grow so high and so mighty that your tops, the tops of your building, the tops of your ministry, the tops of his plan for you will be above the clouds, far out of their reach. But we've got to go through certain aspects. And really, the Lord has it all in control. Those birds cannot knock that building down. They may try to poop on it. And people will try to do that to you, either verbally or hopefully not physically. But you understand what we're saying. But God's plan is that you grow mighty. So let's talk tonight about love. So love is a foundation. Let's give you some scriptures here. In the book of Ephesians, the first uh, Ephesians, the third chapter. Let's look at uh, verses 16 through 19. And this is a prayer that I that I pray that all of you will pray in your personal time and in your personal devotional time with the Lord. And you continue to pray this prayer. And it says uh, this is Ephesians, the third chapter, verse 16 through 19. It says this, that he talking about God, the father would grant you and you can make this personal. So you would say that he or that my father would grant me. And you can put your name in there. So you would say, so I would say that you, Father, would grant Mark Stroud, according to the riches of your glory, to be strengthened with all might by your spirit in Mark Stroud's inner man. You see what I'm saying? I'm making this thing personal. Y'all hearing me tonight? Now let's go on further. And it says, this is also part of the prayer in verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your heart. I would say in Mark Stroud's heart. You don't say Mark Stroud. You put your name in it. Amen. You make it personal to you. Okay. Or, but tonight I'm just going to continue to read it as it is in scripture. But when you get home in your personal devotional time, you put your name in there. Okay. Make the word of God applicable to you. All right. So it says that Christ may dwell in your heart. In your hearts by faith that ye being what rooted and grounded in love. Of course, that's a foundational term. I cannot express to you how important it is to have a good foundation. How important it is. And listen, the taller you are to be, the taller your destiny or the wider your view or your scope or the more influence you will have, the deeper your foundation has to go. Are you hearing the deeper your foundation, the more work the Holy Spirit will have to do on the inside of your heart to pull things out that ought not to be there. He'll have to blast some rocks out of the way, blast some stones out of the way. And these are stony parts of our heart. And those are simply lies that we have believed that we have held as true. Maybe some things in your life you thought were true. Somebody said, called you out of your name or you thought you'd never be anything. You thought you'd never have anything and, and so forth and so on. You thought that you weren't worth anything. Well, the Lord has to blast those things out and replace that with truth. Replace that with his truth and his word is truth. All right. So he has to blast it out. And so as the Holy Spirit takes those lies out and he's as he 
um, gives you a strong foundation of truth and, and love, then, you're, then the work can begin to grow. So he says that ye, rather verse 17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love, what will happen after you're rooted and grounded in love? May be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height. And to know the love of Christ, which passive knowledge that you may be, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. So we see here again, we have foundational terms that we be rooted and grounded in love and then may be able, may be able to comprehend, comprehend meaning, of course, to understand or to grasp, to grasp with all saints. So there is a common knowledge. Saints, of course, talking about the word saints is holy ones. Simply all of God's children, everyone that is born again. There is a common knowledge among the saints. There should, there is a common knowledge, but unless we are rooted in love, you won't comprehend what is commonly known among the saints. Are you hearing? There is a common knowledge, something that you should know. In the world, you may, they may call it common sense. Common sense tell you if the stove is hot, don't put your hand on it. Common sense ought to tell you that. If you see a snake on the ground, and he has a little head up, and he's looking at you, common sense ought to tell you to get yourself out of there. Right? There is something common that you should know. And then, so here again, in the kingdom of God, unless you are rooted and grounded in love, you won't have that common sense as it relates to the kingdom of God. Well, what gives me common sense? Being rooted and grounded in God's love. So if we don't get the love right, the structure won't, won't be built properly. He said that, again, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend so that you can be able to understand with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and, and height? You know, that these are dimensions. Listen, it says, and to know the love of Christ. Here it is again. Knowing the love of Christ, which, by the way, passive knowledge. You can't get your, I mean, you can't truly grasp this with the human mind. But it is the spirit that gives you revelation of it. Are you hearing? Which, which passive knowledge, that, it get, that is again, in uh, with human intellect why that you might be filled with all the fullness of God so knowing Christ's love knowing the love of God gives you the ability to be filled with all the fullness of God you say I want to do great works for the Lord I want to look like Christ and all these are wonderful things and these things are meant for you but you're going to really foul your building up if you don't seek to understand his love and I hope that's clear to you to understand that. Now, there are several types of love, um, several types of love that humans or that mankind uh, will experience. Several types of love that mankind will experience. And I'm going to give you eight of these in just a minute. Uh, but before that, let me give you two others. Man often has a love of money. And that's not the love that we're talking about tonight. That's not the L word. A love of money will get you nowhere. Uh, people have loved money so much that they have jumped out of the windows when they have lost it. Love money so much that they have really disregarded family and friends trying to earn it. 
The love of money gets you nowhere. It says it will pierce you through uh, with many sorrows. It is, it is not, money is not evil, but it is the love of money that is evil. And then, of course, in our society today, we have the love of things. <laughs> we say, whoa, I got my new phone, and I just love my new phone. I just love my new phone. I just love it, love it. And you love it until the next thing comes out. And then that love is just gone. That love quickly turns to like. Like turns to it's okay. It's okay turns to I can't wait to get me a new phone. I love my new purse. I love my new car. I love this. I love that. That's not the type of love that the father's talking about. That love will not uh, stand the test of time. But let's look at these other ones, uh, these other forms of love, uh, these different types of love, according to the uh, ancient Greeks. All right, now, some of these names are names, and I'm going to do my best. The first one, of course, is Eros. That's that uh, erotic love, that passionate love, um, uh, many times sexual in nature. But we know that that doesn't last very long at all. And if a relationship is built on that, solely on that, it's not going to last at all. It is not a foundation. And Eros is definitely not the foundation of the kingdom of God. And uh, that's not the love that God's talking about. Then, of course, there's philia, uh, which is a brotherly love or uh, an affectionate uh, type of love. And, of course, that won't last. And then there's, I believe, storage. And that's a, a familiar type of love or the love that a parent has for a child. That's a great love, too. But brotherly love and love that parents have for children, these things can be turned in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. Love for a brother and a brother, sister and a sister can be turned. Family love can be turned, can be twisted in one minute. I love you. The next moment, minute, I hate you as the enemy comes in and can really destroy your household. Some of you have seen that. Uh, the next love there uh, that is common among men is uh, ludus or yeah, I believe that's ludus. And that is a playful type of love. Not really serious, just a little playful there. That's not love we're talking about. Then, of course, there is uh, mania, I believe, and that is an obsessive love. Oh, boy, that's where you get your little attractions, fatal attraction. I just love you, and I just take pictures of you, and I put it on my wall. And as long as you do what I do, I won't put an X on your face and burn candles to you. Stalkery type of love. Is that the love of God? No, absolutely not. None of this is. Are you hearing me? Then there is uh, something that is similar, but it is not that. Uh, there is, uh, I believe this is... Uh, Prog, pragma, pragma, and that is an enduring love, but it's still not. This is known among men, but this is not the love of God. And then there is the um, philia tua, tua, I believe that is pronounced or something like that. It is a self-love. This too can be fleeting. You say, oh, I just love me some me. I just love me some me. But here's the thing, you still have two eyes and you know yourself and sometimes you can really get down on yourself and your love for you goes out the window too. 
This is why we have to love ourselves with the love of God. His love never changes. And uh, the love of God really is here in verse, rather in number eight, the eighth one, that is agape. And that is a selfless love. That is, that is a love that will endure. Hallelujah. This is the love that, um, that God gives to us. The Bible says that we love, uh, we didn't love God first, but he first loved us. Because he first loved us, in other words, he shared his love with us first. He said, here, let me love you. Let me love you. I'll share my love with you. And then in turn, we give that love that he's given to us. We experience it. We embrace it. And then we begin to love him with that same love, that enduring love. He never meant for us to love him with human love. Human love will treat God like a vending machine, a cosmic vending machine. I will love you, God, as long as you get me what I want. I will put in my prayer time. I will put in my fasting time. I will come to church. Here's my coin. And it goes down and you hit the button and then start kicking it, kicking it, kicking it, kicking it. Wondering why God hadn't given it to him given to you well there's no relationship there other than sort of a vending machine santa claus thing and that is not what god wants uh, for his people are you hearing me he's our heavenly father and he desires relationship with you and he wants us to love him with his love so he shares his love with us and then we're meant to embrace that love and then take that love and share that love back with him. And as we do that, we continue, we would say in electrical terms, we um, close the circuit and love goes back and forth. And then we're meant to share that love also with others, with his people. Are you hearing me? All right. So it was a love of God that was in Christ Jesus. We'll see this here in Romans 8, chapter verse 39. It says, um, it says, uh, nor uh, height, nor depth, or any other creature shall be, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. It is God's love uh, that compels us. And we all ought to, ought to operate out of the love of God. It's easier to minister to people when you feel love toward them. Even when they're uh, treating you worse than whatever, it's easier to minister to them and to help them when there's love in your heart toward them. But not just any love, but the love of God. The love of God will endure uh, spitting on you. The love of God will endure pulling out beard hairs. The love of God will endure, will in, will endure nail prints. And of course, I'm talking about the body of Jesus Christ. Upon the cross, the love of God endured that. The love of God will say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That's the love of God. The love of God can endure criticism. Uh, it can endure um, people shaming you and all of that stuff. Racism, the love of God can endure it all. And through it all, you can still maintain peace. Because within love is peace. Within love is joy. Within love is long-suffering, or we would say patience. Within love is kindness and gentleness. Within love is um, meekness. There's a meekness, and meekness is strength under control. I could slap you, but I won't. Meekness is strength under control. 
You know you could do this. You know, ooh, I could, I still remember me some curse words, and I could, ooh, I could really let you have it. Are you hearing? Strength under control. And it's the love of God. Inside of love is faith. Inside of, inside, and of course, faith works by love, and inside the love of God, there's temperance. Again, that's self-control, and meekness is strength under control, and, and temperance is uh, self-control. All right, so all of that is within love. And First John, the fourth chapter, verse 7 through 8, it says, uh, Dear friends, and we were there Sunday, I believe, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. And of course, the word love here is agape. Everyone who loves has been born of God. In other words, everyone who is exhibiting or giving out this type of God's love is born of God. If you have not been born again, then you cannot release God's love. You can receive it by receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Then once you receive his love, then you can give it out. But you, if you've never been born again, if you've never received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if they have the, someone has rejected Christ, then the love of God cannot be given out from them. It can be received again, but it cannot be given out because you can't give what you don't have. And so the word of God, word of God says again, everyone who loves who is loving, who is giving out God's word, uh, giving out uh, God's love, has been born of God and knows God. Now, you'll find oftentimes in the word of God, the word knows, um, it denotes an, an intimacy, an intimacy, a true intimate connection. Not just knowing about, but having a true intimate connection, really knowing somebody. Again, I know about Abraham Lincoln, but I never met him. I don't know him. I know about him. But I don't, John, I don't know him, but I, I read about him. You understand? All right. So let's talk about this. Love is an action word. Love is an action word. If someone says, I love you, but never does anything for you, I would say, I don't know what kind of love you're talking about. Love, and really love in its truest form, again, is an action word. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. It bears witness to say it again. You can give to someone. Some of you may be able to say along with me. I don't know. You can give to someone without loving them. You don't even have to know them. You can give to someone without loving them. But it's impossible to love somebody without giving to them. I don't have to know you to give something to you. But if I love you, my hands will come open and I'm going to give to you because you're in my heart. Are you understanding? So let's look at some examples of that, of how love is an action word. Let's go to uh, Romans fifth chapter verses six, seven, and eight. And it says this, uh, you see at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates. He releases. But God demonstrates. He shows his own love for us in this. 
while we were yet sinners, while we were still sinners, rather, Christ died for us. And we know this John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Love always gives. Now, as we begin to close, let me tell you this. Love, uh, well, well, let me say it this way. We are called and commanded to love. We are called and commanded to love. So let's back up for a moment. When you gave Jesus Christ your heart, you gave him your life, you received God's love. God didn't start, our Heavenly Father did not start loving you the moment you decided to give your life to Jesus. He always loved you. He has always loved you. But when we receive Christ, we then began to receive the love that was already toward us. He was already sending out the vibes, if you want to say, already, want, already sending out, sending out those, those transmissions of love. One day we decided to actually hear and respond. And yes, Lord, I receive your love, Father, in the form of Jesus Christ, your son. I receive Jesus and receiving Jesus is receiving the love of God. Jesus is the love of God in demonstration. Hallelujah. So when you receive Jesus Christ, you receive God's love. Now upon receiving God's love, it's then time for us to embrace his love, embrace his love, and then to share his love back to him. Hallelujah. In worship and in adoration and prayers and in giving your life to him. I mean, you're opening your heart to receive and to give. Now, as you do that, you complete the circuit. That is, now there's a nice love uh, feast, if, if, if you will, going back and forth between you and God. And then it's only natural at that point to share that love with others. Because that's what God's love does. It compels you. He compels you to love others. All right. So that's where we are now. Now that we have experienced his love. Now, again, someone says, well, I go to church. I know the love of God because I go to church. Yeah, that, that makes no difference. Just like someone says, well, I sit in, in a garage, so I'm a car. That, that just doesn't do it. I sit in the garage every day. Well, that just does not do it. Let's go on. All right. Um, for, let's look at some of these commands here really quickly. First John, the fourth chapter, verse 11 through 12. We got to get up and go here. It says, dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought also rather we also ought to love one another no one has ever seen god but if that is in his fullness as he really is uh, no one has ever seen god but if we love one another god lives in us and his love is made complete in us you see that completes it when we have loved him and then we love one another, love becomes complete. Look at uh, John 13 verses 34 through 35. The Lord says here, a new commandment or rather a new command I give you, love one another. And how are we going to love one another? He tells us, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. Again, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. So the Lord gives us, you know, another example. 
The Lord did not love people with human love. He loved us with the love of God. The Bible says very plainly that it was the love of God in Christ. The love of God in Christ. He loved people with the love of the Father. And he, so he's telling us that you and I must love others with his love. Now, again, human love will fail. Human love is only available as long as they don't get on your nerve. But when they get on your last nerve, love, human love will begin to dwindle away. When they call you for the umpteen, umpteen time, I don't know what that is, but when they call you for the, and they really got on you, you after, a while, after a while, you won't even return their phone calls. Human love will fail. It will fail every time. But the love of God is ever enduring. It will never fail. It will never run out. Okay. And this is what he's telling us to do. He says, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. Do you understand that? And that is our prayer. Lord, we would say, Lord, I agree with you. You told me to love others as you have loved me. I agree with that. Cause that to happen in my life. I open my heart to receive the love of God that I may love others with your love, with that agape love and not human love. If somebody's getting on your nerves, you need to change gear and say, okay, Lord, what am I pulling from? What am I pulling? What am I pulling from? If they're getting, if you say, I've experienced the love of God, but these folk done got up in my last nerve. And you say, y'all going to make me lose my mind up in here. And so, if, you know, if, if that's the sort of thing that we're going through, then what does that mean? Yep, my hand is in the wrong jar. I'm pulling from my love. Let me back up for a minute. Let me say a prayer. Sometime, Gladys, I had to go and I got to go into a closet. Oh, something's wrong now. Oh, 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 oh. I got to go into the closet and close the door. Close the door and just say, Father, I receive your love. Fill me with your love. Fill me with your love. I mean, sometimes I have to say that on Tuesday. Lord, fill me with it. Go in the closet and say, Lord, fill me with your love. I know if I'm getting frustrated, I'm getting aggravated, I'm losing patience. Oh, time for me to go away. Time me to go away and put on my cape in some phone booth somewhere. And when I come out, hey, hear people say, how in the world do you do that? It's the love of God. Me power has run out a long time ago. Are you hearing? All right. So <laughs> we're getting finally getting down to where I was wanting to get at the very beginning. But here we go. So let's look into a mirror. And let's see where we end, where God begins. Here's a picture of a young lady that is looking in a mirror now. And uh, I want to ask the question, who's behind the mask? She's looking there in the mirror. And that's what we need to do because really God's word is a mirror. And you'll see this tonight. God's word is a mirror. It will show you you. It will show you the mask uh, the mask that's really on your face. You see that picture? There's a mask on that young lady's face. There was something there that was not revealed before. But as we look into the word of God, it will show you. Now, let me tell you this again. As we said this before, Jesus is the true mold 
we must conform to his image. He's the true shape. He's a cookie cutter shape. He's a cookie cutter shape. So whatever's in the life of Jesus ought to be in my life. In this picture here, you see a picture of a star that someone is pushing. I guess that's a woman's hand because it's some pretty nails. But you see that star is being pushed down into what looks like dough. And it is creating some star shapes. Jesus is the mold. He is the shape. And that uh, dough is like our flesh. It's like it's all of us. And so the spirit of God pushes that down and he's beginning to conform us into the image and, and likeness of Christ. So let me say this. Oh, well, let me ask you this question. How does love look? And I can ask you, are you operating in his love? How does love look? And are you operating in his love? Am I operating in his love? Well, let me bring this, this, um, verse of scripture here just to bring it back to you Romans 8 29 it says uh, for those God foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters I think that's a good place I don't want to go too far I think we're going to really stop right there don't want to go too far bring that cookie cutter back up again and we'll go we're going to finish this on next week so Online community, you want to be, be here with us next week as we continue to talk about this love message because it's God's desire. It's your father's will that you love others the way Jesus has loved you. Oh, that's a good place to stop right there. You say, if you say, well, I haven't been loving others the way Jesus has, the way Jesus has loved me, well, then that's a point of prayer. Lord, manifest that through me. And, and remember, God won't ask you to do something or command you to do something that you're unable to do. So the fact that he told you or has commanded you that you uh, must love others the way he has loved you means that you are capable of it. Isn't that something? So say with me, I am capable of loving others with the exact love that Jesus loves me with. Okay, you can fix it up later. But you are capable of loving others with the love of God. The Father would not ask you to do something that you are not able to do. So I look forward to getting back in this with you uh, next week, and I pray that you'll make that a part of your prayer time. Love is your foundation. If the love is right, the rest of your life will be right. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this time you've given us to gather around your word. Lord, I do pray that you would speak to everyone. And Lord, that you would manifest your love in their lives. That's what I ask. I ask that for those that are here and those that are listening, perhaps listening and, and watching right now. Father, I, I ask that you would manifest your love to them. Let them experience your love. If they have never experienced it, then Father, I pray that even tonight that they will experience your love. 
If they've never known your love, if they've only read about it and heard sermons about it, Father, I pray that they will experience it and walk in your love. And Father, I pray that you would fill them with your love and that even tonight that the seeds of your love will be planted deeply in their hearts. And I thank you, Father, in advance for the mighty harvest that shall come forth, that shall bless us and that shall bless the nations. We love you so much. And we give you praise tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Remember, if you would like to hear today's message in its entirety or hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. You can also subscribe to our podcast and get it on the go. And if you have a Roku device, make sure you search for Kingdom Rock TV. And there you will find this program and so much more. We would also love to see you in a live service. Just go to our website to get the details at www.kingdomrock.org. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.